German Luftwaffe has attacked the Netherlands. In the early morning of May 10th, parachute troops rained down over the Dutch countryside, attacking military airfields and barracks. Tens of thousands of people have fled their homes. Queen Wilhelmina and her family have left the country and are on their way to England. With them are many of the nation's wealthy industrialists. But what will become of the many Jews and Nazi opponents who have already spent their life savings fleeing to the Netherlands from Germany? They know better than anyone the kind of injustices and brutalities the Nazi regime has in store for them. Come on, Mr. Breitmann. Just three more spoonfuls. Get away from me. You're trying to kill me. We are not trying to kill you. You poisoned that soup. You think I don't know that? You put rat poison in it. Why would you say that, Mr. Breitman? I brought you to this country. You and Agnes. I brought you to safety. And now you're trying to kill me like a sick old dog. What's the matter? He won't eat it, Agnes. <sighs> eat up, Papa. Why have you got your coat on? Where are you going? Nowhere. Yes, you are. Why is there a suitcase in the hallway? You're running you're away. You're not going anywhere, Papa. You're running away. And you're trying to kill me instead of taking oh, me for with you. For heaven's sake. Get up, Esther. I'll do it. Open your mouth, Papa. Don't make this harder than it has to be. I won't let you do this. You've been a burden to me all your life. Now it's my turn. Come on. Just three more spoonfuls and it'll all be over. No, I won't let you do this. I won't let you kill me. Ah, you stupid old man. I'm still strong enough to throw that pillow at you, Agnes. I'm not a dead weight. All right, Papa. I tried doing it the nice way. What are you doing with that pillow? George, fight it, Papa. Oh, oh well. He's done, Esther. Now, let's go. Audio Mystery Theatre presents The Story of Agnes Braitman A noir thriller in seven episodes Written and produced by Olivier Bosman Yes? Oh, I'm sorry to bother you My name is Mrs O'Sullivan I'm looking for my son. Your son? He's renting your ground floor. Oh, in. He's not in. Oh, dear. Do you know where he is? Nah. Will he be back soon, do you think? I've no idea. Oh, isn't it typical? I've come all the way from Kent. Kent, is it? They fished a dead woman out of the sea there. I'm sorry? A Jewess. They found her in a fisherman's net. The papers are reporting on it every day. Oh, how very gruesome. There was nothing left of her but rotting skin and bones. 
but they found a gold chain around her neck with a Star of David on it. That's how they know she was Jewish. Well, that's all very interesting, I'm sure, but what I really want to know is, where is my son? I came all the way especially. Oh, that'll be him. What? Over there, trotting towards us. Fritz, for God's sake, I've been here 15 minutes. Oh, hello. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where were you? Oh, I lost track of time. Come on. Come in, Ma. Got some wine inside. This is where you decided to live. It's not that bad, Ma. Oh, Fritz, this is horrible. There are damp stains on the walls. There's mould on the ceiling. Come on, my rooms are through here. Well, it's still unfurnished, but that's the reason it was so cheap. Where do you sleep? In the front room, through the sliding door. Well, there's a mattress on the floor. Good Lord. And this is the back room where I do my work. Uh, see, that's my desk and that's my typewriter. And I have a lovely view of the garden. What's that thing back there? It's an old Anderson shelter. An Anderson shelter? Good heavens. What would you keep a thing like that for? Nobody wants to be reminded of the war. Mrs Tuttle uses it as a larder. That woman is mad. Kept talking to me about a dead woman that was fished up from the sea. I'll be right back. Where are you going? To get the wine. I keep it in the shelter. Surely you can afford a refrigerator. (laughs) Not on the allowance you're giving me. Anderson shelter indeed. Here we go. We'll have to sip out the bottle. I'm afraid I've got no glasses. Oh, for goodness sake. You're not going to make me feel guilty, you know. I'm not trying to. Your grandfather put money aside for you to study, not to waste it away on some romantic notion of living life like an impoverished writer. It's not a romantic notion. There is nothing romantic about poverty, Fritz. I know, because I made the same mistake when I married your father. Mother, for God's sake, stop calling me Fritz. My name is Fitz now. Fitzgerald O'Sullivan. I want you to have this. Uh, What is it? Well, open the envelope and you'll see. It's a photograph of your father. It was taken shortly before the war. I found it in an old novel I had lying about. I used it as a page holder. I felt you should have it. Uh, I don't want it. Here, take it back. You must have a memento of your father. You can't pretend he never existed. I said I don't want it. You must start facing up to what happened, Fritz. You can't keep running away from it. Mother, please take the envelope back. Why won't you stay with your grandfather in Florida? You know he'd love to have you. And you can finish your education there. Stop it. But things are much different in America. Life isn't so weighed down over there. I know you'll like it. I knew it was going to be like this. Like what? You just won't stop, will you? You can't possibly be happy here, Fritz. My name is Fitz. This damp, smelly room with mould on the ceiling and an old Anderson shelter in the garden for a larder. You don't even have any glasses or dishes. I don't need glasses or dishes. I go out to eat. Where? Pub around the corner. That's a working man's pub. I am a working man. But you don't need to live like this, darling. We have money. Your grandfather has put aside money for you to finish your education. 
You don't belong here. Surely you can see that, Fritz. Oh, for God's sake, Mother. My name is Fitz now. It is not Fitz. I should know. I'm the one who named you. You can't tell me what to do anymore. As long as I'm the one paying your allowance, I think I can. I knew this was a mistake. I should never have asked you to come over. Fritz, where are you going? Oh, Fritz, come back. Fitz, finally. Why are you always so late? Oh, sorry. Had a row with my mother. What about? Oh, just her usual busybodying. So is this it? Is this the movie we're going to see? Yes, I've already got the tickets. Hurry up. I think it's about to start. William Wyler's The Heiress. This year's Gone with the Wind. Sounds like a soppy melodrama. It's an adaptation of Henry James's Washington Square. Now come on. You know I hate sneaking into the cinema when the film's already started. How is your mother? I don't want to talk about her. That bad. Worse. My parents have gone to Cornwall for a week, and they've asked if we could join them this weekend. Why? What do you mean, why? They want to meet you. These are our seats. I'm sorry, may we pass? So, what do you think? Will you come with me on Saturday? I was planning on doing some writing this weekend. Oh, I didn't know you'd started something new. Well, I haven't, but I'm planning to. I want to write a novel. What's it about? Don't know yet. Something serious. I wish you'd write something personal. Why don't you write about your childhood in Ireland? Ireland? I don't know anything about Ireland. I went to boarding school in England when I was 11. But you lived in Ireland until then. I don't think anyone would be interested in that. I would. I hardly know anything about your life before I met you. There's nothing to know. It must have been beautiful growing up in Ireland. It wasn't. I saw some pictures in a book. It looked quite stunning. And so green. I'm telling you it wasn't. Now please be quiet. I'm trying to watch the film. It's only Donald Duck. You hate cartoons. Well, it's still more interesting than the conversation we're having. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. Here we go. The main feature's starting. Oh, thank God for that. Right, story time. It has to be dark. Dark and manly. Not like that soppy melodrama Sophie chose for us. Although, I do like the idea of revenge. Revenge will be the theme. Something like Wuthering Heights, but darker still. There you go. There's your pie. Oh, thank you so much. Another beer? Oh, yes, please. Well, you're a polite fella, aren't you? Sorry? Thank you so much. Yes, please. We don't use that kind of language round here. Don't you? Listen, mate. I don't mean to be rude or anything, but you're clearly not from these parts, and I might as well warn you. You're drawing attention to yourself. I am? Coming in here every evening with that notebook and pencil. I don't know what you're making notes of, but people don't like it. I'm only trying to write a story. None of my business what you're doing. I just want to warn you. Warn me about what? I'm just here to write a story. A piece of fiction, that's all. I'm a writer. A writer? A novelist. All right. To each his own. So, another pint of ale then, is it? Yes, please. I I mean, yes. Right, you are. 
suspicious. Why should I be suspicious just because I'm sitting here writing a story? No one is looking at me. Or are they? There is one man. Is he staring at me or... I think he is staring at me. What's he looking at? Good looking guy though. Oh, let him stare, what do I care? Don't let yourself be distracted, Fitz. You have a story to write. A story about revenge. He looks Irish, that man. Is he still staring? Damn it, he is. He's definitely Irish, though. The pale skin, the blue eyes, the dark hair. It's a nice combination. I like that combination. It's the Celtic gene. A lowly gene. He'll probably be a builder or something like that. He works at the factory or a brewery. It's only those with the Roman or Norman gene that amount to something. Oh my god, why did I think like that? No, no, no! Scrap that! I did not just contemplate eugenics. There is nothing wrong with the Celtic gene. I don't know anything about genes. All I know is that pale skin, blue eyes and dark hair is a nice combination. Is he still looking? Oh my god, he is. Why is he staring at me? Never mind, let him stare. Concentrate on the story, Fitz. A revenge drama. Like Wuthering Heights, but less feminine. He's good looking, though. A good looking man. Why would he be staring at me? Maybe he likes me. I wonder if... Oh my god, he's coming over. How do you do? So, what's it about then? I beg your pardon? Writing a book, are you? Oh, well, yes, I'm trying to... What's it about? I haven't decided yet. You should write an adventure story about the war. Uh, no, I'd rather stay away from writing about the war. What's your name? Fritz. I, I mean, Fitz. I mean, my name is Fitzgerald. Fitz for short. I've been watching you. Watching me? You've been coming here every day this week without the notebook in your hands. You ain't written a single word yet. Seems to me you don't know what to write. Oh, well, that's because I'm still thinking of a story. You should write about me. About you? I saved the lives of two Jewish girls during the war. Did you? Agnes Breitman and her maids. I helped them escape from Germany on a fishing boat. I see. Well, I'm not really interested in writing about the war. Mind if I sit down? Well, actually... Oh, I wanted to do me bit, you see, as they wouldn't have me in the army. So I stole a fishing boat and sailed all the way to Berlin. You sailed to Berlin? Oh, I did. But Berlin isn't by the sea. I picked them up and smuggled them into England. Do you want to know why I wasn't conscripted? Not really. The recruiting sergeant major was scared of me. Was he? Because he was a pansy. A what? We were all standing in line, stark naked, waiting to be weighed and measured. The recruiting sergeant major was having a field day eyeing up the naked recruits and patting them down on their bare asses when they climbed onto the scales. But I wasn't having any of that. I wouldn't let no pansy grab my ass. So when it was my time to get in the scales, I just walked up to the sergeant, stark naked, and grabbed him in the crotch. Like this. What are, what are you doing? I didn't hurt him. I just held him. Like this. And I warned him not to try any funny stuff. And I could feel him swell. I could feel with my hand that he was getting aroused. The sergeant major went red. The other recruits were looking at us and laughing. I held him like that for a full minute. Not hurting him, nah, but making him feel uneasy. Then I let him go. That's why I was rejected, see? Because the sergeant major was scared of me. Because there's nothing more unsettling than being scared and aroused at the same time. Don't you think? Do you, do you always grab strange men like that? Didn't hurt you, did I? 
I just wanted to demonstrate how I held the Sergeant Major. I have a great story to tell. Have you indeed? Let me give you my address, in case you change your minds. I won't change my mind. Oh, don't be so stubborn. You ain't got anything else to write, have you? And I ain't asking you to do it for nothing. I'll pay you for it. Yeah. What's this? An advance. That's what they call it, don't they? I'm paying you an advance. I don't want this. Sleep on it. If you continue to be uninspired, just pop by my address. And if you don't want to take me up on my offer, pop by my address anyway and return my money. Have a nice evening. In the story of Agnes Braidman, the parts were played as follows. Fitz, Laurie Jones. Agnes, Sharon Grunwald. Esther, Olivia Biskupska. Mr. Braidman, Newsreel, Waiter, Andrew Biss. Mrs. O'Sullivan, Tanya Rich. Sophie, Catherine Siggers. Roy, Ray Kalija. Mrs. Tuttle, Francis Brody Allridge. Audio Mystery Theatre is free to listen to, but not free to make. If you want to show your appreciation, then why not buy us a virtual cup of coffee? The money will go towards funding the next Audio Mystery Theatre production. For more information about forthcoming productions, please visit olivierbossman.com. <laughs>